stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm leaving. Yeah. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 90 and I am Tawny Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are back for another week of debunking the junk. And by that we mean all those stories we make up in our various emotional states about what's happening, what it all means. And that just makes the problems that we're feeling worse and robs us of ease and flow and all those types of things. And what we're suggesting very strongly is it does don't need to feel that way. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that way. And it's within your power to do something about. And so we, it's what we do. We're bringing this to you. And it's, it's not as difficult as we often make it. So, uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, if you're listening to this live, good morning. If you're listening to this as a podcast, well, you already know that this is available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing leaving us a review and for sharing it with your friends and your family. Appreciate that very much. You can also check out our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With Our BS, our Facebook group of the same name. You can also take Tawny's six-week self-mastery course. If you go over to unperfectyourself.com and sign up for that, you get different modules each week to kind of take you step-by-step. And you can apply a lot of these things we talk about in the context of your own life and see how things shift for you. And then every second Saturday of the month, Tony and I offer a free Zoom workshop that introduces you to the practices of getting into the body. We answer any questions that you might have. And we do that on Zoom every Saturday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Would love to have you there. And you can find the link to sign up for that at our Facebook group uh, page at Breaking Up with RBS. Whew. All right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And, and that is the second Saturday of the month. Yes. Not every Saturday. Just so we know we have not changed anything. We have not changed anything. Yes. Did I say every Saturday? I think so, but it's okay. Or maybe I heard it, but you didn't say it. And so I had to correct it anyway. (laughs) Well, that's okay. It's better to be safer than, than sorrier. Uh, So yes, Mm -hmm. every second Saturday of the month is that workshop. So hope to see you there. Okay. So Tawny, how was your week? How have you been? My week has been great. I've been getting my workouts in every day. I've been taking walks. I've been getting out in the sun. So can't complain. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's, uh, it's been nice to be able to do that at this time of year in the Pacific Northwest. It's great. You know, you can be up in the sun sunlight at four 30 and still out in the sunlight at 10 o'clock at night. It's pretty great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Tawny, let's talk this week about something that's come up for me a few times in conversations that I've heard with people with clients. Um, something that I think we can all relate to second guessing ourselves, mm-hmm. second guessing our decisions in particular. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I've, I've talked with several people this week where, wow, is that really feeding and feeding off of and producing new BS stories, right? It's just that circular thing, right? That goes and builds momentum. And, and I had, I talked with a couple of people who it was, they were off to the races, right? Those, those stories from second guessing themselves, they were gone. And it, uh, it took a little while 
to to uh, to to get them to slow down a little bit. So, what comes up for you with that, and how often do you see that in the conversations you have? Yeah, you know, one of the things I definitely know that it is um, related to some perfectionist tendencies. So, so folks who are known to sort of have some of those uh, in the way that they engage with life are going to tend to have that sort of like, oh gosh, that buyer's remorse <laughs> or, or um, you know, the thing has happened, the decision has been made, action has been taken and rumination <laughs> starts right away around, oh, did I make the right decision? Did I not make the right decision? And then comes the self-criticism and I'm going to beat myself up for as long as I need to, you know, all of the things. Uh, but yeah, it kind of stems from that perfectionism mm -hmm. oftentimes. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, in, and I can relate to that. And then, you know, I've noticed that as well. People thinking that um, the idea is you got to get it right the first time, right? Whatever decision you made, you have to be 100% sure that it was the 100% right decision with the 100% uh, delivery on the hoped for results, which never happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it just sounds like a whole lot of pressure to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that, again, if we go back to that sort of like that requires us to be able to be certain predictors, like we need to be able to tell the future if we're going to have that sort of responsibility, I, I need to make the right choice in, you know, the right college to go to. Like, who knows? Right. Because right? that's a long time. That's a long time in college. And, you know, at what point do you know you've made the right choice or not after the decision has been made? Like at what point? Right. Because early on, you know, you might just be experiencing a little hardship. Right. You might be experiencing just a tiny bit of loss, which would be normal human sorts of growth uh, phases of life and not just about the college. But we've made this decision and now we're going to have all the feelings about this decision. And then if we have feelings that we don't like, then we decide we've made the wrong decision. Like, mm -hmm. right. But but the, the, the painful struggle is a part of life. And that's part that that's the part like it almost if if we're trying to avoid if the right decision is avoidance of hard things right <sighs> right or or the shift from what was right at one moment you know that worked no longer serves you know using the example of going to college it can be really easy to say 2 years down the line oh i made the wrong decision for a b and c reasons what if it was the right decision then but just things have shifted. You, things have changed or you yourself have changed or circumstances have changed. Does that mean one has to go back and tell them stories? They made the wrong decision instead of it no longer is working. It's no longer serves them now. That's a big difference. It seems to me. Well, yeah. And that's the point of like, when are we doing the evaluation? At what point are we doing that? Because our answers are going to look quite a bit different. If, you know, if we are, this moment is the evaluatory time because of why, who knows, just because it's hard right now or it's not, whatever, I choose this moment. But that that means then we're taking, in, we're, we wouldn't take any anything into consideration that would happen for the rest of our lives to let us know whether or not <laughs> that was the right decision. So that's part of the trouble is that 
usually as we're going through life and moving through life and learning and growing and, and having experience after experience after experience, it's, it, it's, it's filled with a lot of variables that we can't even understand might benefit us or not, mm-hmm. or what, a, you know, might experience, we might experience this emotion or that emotion about this as we're on the train. And at some point we might want to get off. That's all. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all. Yeah. And if, <laughs> and if, and if we're telling ourselves that the, the approach here is we're supposed to be going through life with more quote unquote, correct decisions that don't cause hardship and, and, and decisions that turned out not to, or turned out to be quote unquote wrong do produce hardship. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to really learn and embrace and let in the lessons that we get from both of those things. When things go well and our decisions feel like they were a a beneficial one or when things happen that we learn from, it's, it's way too easy to go back and go, Oh, I should have done this differently to avoid this occurrence or this hard lesson. You know, it's, it's this pursuit of lack of pain, I guess, you know, that we tend to, to build this around instead of recognizing that we don't have a lot of control over those. And all we can really do is what do we learn from these things? And you and I have talked on the show before. We learn from difficulty, from difficult things, from pain. Yeah. And we're all trying to avoid it. So guess what? We're not, not learning. learning. <laughs> Right. That's that's the hard part here is when we're making our decisions off of what is, you know, what feels better right now. um, Then we're because we're trying to avoid something that would feel more like struggle, but might actually create more resiliency then what's the right or wrong choice? Like that, that's the, that, that's the trouble. We're swimming in the ocean trying to figure out right and wrong. And I don't know that it, that it, most things exist that way. Yeah. And so we're, what we end up doing is we put ourselves into this dilemma that's entirely made up, you know, between, between made up options or made up lessons rather than from that connected space, experiencing what's actually happening and experiencing the experience of moving through it and not having to put, you know, judgments on it. I see it all the time. You know, uh, people looking back on something, wow, yeah, I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have moved here four years ago, right? Because it hasn't worked out the way that I thought or these unexpected things happen. And, you know, pointing out that, yeah, you can frame it that way, but there's other ways to frame it <laughs> that, you know, from a, particularly from a connected space, Okay, four years, it started out here four years ago, and now it's here. What, can, what, do I, what should I do with it now? What do I want to do with it now? What steps do I want to take now? Those are really different approaches, or at least different ways of framing it. And um, I just end up seeing a lot of, and I've done this myself, a lot of real rumination and self-blame and second-guessing around a standard that has been entirely created up by one's own mind rather than really what might actually be happening. And what we've been conditioned to believe, right? So we've been taught that there's certain ways we have to roll through life. 
And we've got, and we have to make sure we've been taught this from, from a young, make a good choice. <laughs> right. Yes. So we, we do get that sort of just like over and over and over as we're growing up that good choices are the ones to make, not the bad choices, right. Instead of choices, rather they be good or bad choices, just choices. What choice are you going to make? Oh, Mm-hmm. Okay. What was that? Well, what what was that like? That choice, right? Like, but but we don't real. Not to say that we don't have like values, and we don't um, find those for ourselves. So it's not. I'm not saying that anything goes. But when we're conditioned to believe that good choices are really important, and you can't predict the future. But let's pretend you, let's pretend you can. Mm -hmm. So then you have the responsibility to make the good choice, even though you can't know what's going to happen next year. Right. Or you can't know what it's even going to feel like to do this particular thing that you're choosing Mm -hmm. until you actually do it. Mm -hmm. And then if we've got to shift, if we've got to change gears, shift gears. If we've got to shift gears here, we tend to, you know, then the story of, well, you quit. Right. Well, you, you're right. So then there's another critical story. Uh-huh. Not only did I make the bad, the wrong decision, but I'm going to quit too. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, an unintended consequence in another area of life results from a decision that was made that was quote unquote, the good choice at one point. And then because there's an unforeseen consequence or an effect somewhere else, you know, going back and saying, oh, that was the wrong thing to do, or that was the wrong choice or that type of thing, as if somehow we can anticipate all these different factors and we simply can't, you know, I agree with you that we, you know, we have to be coming from a place of values and know what those are, but it's a very different thing to say between good versus bad choice to say, what are the factors involved in this choice? You know, these choices, where are you coming from with that? Is it coming from a place of connection? Do you understand what, you know, what it might mean in certain ways and other ways living with the consequences? We don't let ourselves off the hook. It's like, you know, the, the idea is in that messaging about good choices, the more good choices you make, somehow that means <laughs> all more good stuff is going to happen, right? And I'm not so sure that that's the way we should be framing anything. Because there's plenty of people out there who we could take objective looks at and go, wow, they don't make the best choices. And yet they're also, in a lot of ways, could be really successful, right? Or could be totally happy with where they're at in life. And then there's lots of people I know who make, quote unquote, good choices a lot, who don't have necessarily the same type of, in their own mind, success or outward signs of success. There's no real relationship there that I think is really helpful for the person who is in the middle of these things, living through the effects of their choices to really then say, okay, because I, I thought this was good then, but it's had some effects I didn't anticipate. So now I look back on it and say it was bad. What good does that do except to beat ourselves up? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the whole good, bad part of a lot of things um, is, is if it's not necessarily our own, if it's something we've been told, but but we don't really feel it, or we don't, it doesn't align with what matters to us. Um, 
then then yeah, it becomes a huge point of pressure. But then we don't even know this because we've learned that we're supposed to integrate all the things that people, you know, who are in charge of us tell us how we're supposed to do things. And so we don't even question it or wonder about it. We just know that's what we're supposed to do. And we don't even give it much thought past that. And then we wonder why we're all pressurized and we're all self-critical and we can't relax. And, you know, all of those kinds of things that go along with continuing to ruminate, continuing to consider whether or not we've made a, quote, good choice or a bad choice and what that means about us as a person if we have to evaluate and, and identify good and bad in our choices also. Absolutely, right? Because then what happens is I made this choice that other people were, were telling me, I'm taking all these things in and other people have made these choices and these, these things didn't happen. But I did, I made the same choice and all these things that I didn't anticipate or didn't want didn't happen. Something must be wrong with me right? The, the self-condemnation that can come out of that rather than just recognizing that, that, okay, this is the reality right now, whether the choice back then was quote unquote good or bad, it was the choice that was made. What about now? What about now? Mm -hmm. Because whatever the case may be, uh, the effects are now. And that's why that, that values question I think is so important. I know for me, the times where I've had those difficulties of second guessing, condemning myself, looking back, going, what about me? Other people did this. I was operating from values that really weren't my own. There were ones that were being, where I felt the pressure to follow them. When I have, and this has been relative the last few years, operating more from my own sense of what my values are, those things don't happen very much because I'm responsible for the choices I made from a place of my values. And it's easier to recognize from that grounded space that sometimes things just don't go as you expect. And you just, you respond to the now. Right. And, and welcoming struggle because yeah. it's a part of life, right? Instead of going back into the past, because that's where we sort of, you know, again, thinking space, going into the past, trying to figure things out um, or just to overthink about them. Really second guessing is about going into the past and, um, what if, if we're just, we just know that struggle happens. Struggle isn't necessarily just a result of a bad choice. Struggle happens all the, all over the place in our, our life. Mm -hmm. When we expect it, when we don't, when we, um, you know, we get, it's a curveball sometimes and it's like, plain as day in front of our face other times, like struggle happens and avoiding it, trying to get away from it is not the antidote to it. It's right. welcoming it and understanding that it's there for purpose. Right. And that there may not even be, be necessarily something to fix or solve with it. That it's just, it's simply struggle, you know, and, and struggle resolving over time is not about going back and figuring out where things quote unquote went wrong, or even necessarily trying to tramp it down, tamp, clamp it down, I should say, um, solve it, fix it. It's oftentimes it just is there. And <laughs> to be able to flow with it, to be able to welcome it, as you said, those words we, don't, we do not hear. I mean, as often as you and I have talked about this, both in coaching and in our own conversations, 
the two words side by side, welcoming struggle. <laughs> we do not get those messages on a very regular basis. It still sounds strange to the ear based on compared to the, you know, what the messaging we normally get. And my guess is it's probably that way for people listening to. Yeah, absolutely. So the, 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 the sooner or the more practice we have with welcoming what's real, the more simply we're going to be able to experience it. It, it may not be, if we're not battling it, it may, it may be something that is um, something we can handle, right? Something that we can build resiliency around, something that we can prove, our, prove to ourselves that, you know, we can handle things maybe that we didn't think we could handle, right? There's some, there's some empowerment possibilities there. But if we've got to go to battle with struggle all the time, that means something's wrong with me. That means something's wrong with them. That means something's wrong with life. That means I screwed up. That means blah, 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 right? We're, I mean, that's a whole lot more pressure. So we're, we're, because we're really trying to fight something that is actually a part of our life, not something we can contain and, you know, toss to the side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. So I think about that second guessing is really, okay, a decision was followed by some kind of struggle, even if it's minimal, even if it's just, oh, I didn't get the recognition I thought I'd get or whatever. I mean, you know, something like that. There's, There's something uncomfortable or struggle. And so that particular experience means I made the wrong choice. We can't live our lives like that. We, we can't live our lives like that. No, we certainly can't live them and expect to uh, be able to feel like we can have more ease and flow and clarity, you know, because, you know, then, then we're second guessing not only our choices, but we're second guessing ourselves and we're second guessing our, you know, we can start making that about anything, our meaning, our purpose, right? All these other things we've talked about on the show before about, it's, and then we just add the pressure even more when really, you know, the idea of welcoming in struggle, that's not only how we develop that resiliency to know that we can sit with those things, but when you combine that with making choices that are more and more coming from our own sense of our own values, it's, it ceases to be about a right or wrong decision. It ceases, it becomes more and more about what is, what are the decisions that are more congruent with the values that I've got? They are much easier to live with and handle and recognize and let flow when they're coming from that place. I know for me, it's the case, you know, when struggle comes and I'm like, am I still, am I still making choices from my values? If the answer is yes, you know what? That struggle is not nearly as, you know, um, as much of a monster as it is when it's not from those. Absolutely. Well, and there's just more clarity. Anytime there's more clarity. Yeah. Right. We're going to, we're going to have more clarity. And that is something that, that is a helpful tool along the way. And, and welcoming struggle is clarity. Exactly. Exactly. It's a real part of life. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and as, as, as we experience that more and more, and we recognize that okayness is a real thing, even in the midst of struggle, we can have struggle and it can be under that umbrella of okayness. They can, they can stand side by side. They can be a part of the same situation. That's a much easier place to live life from. <laughs> you know? And just that very nature, just that very fact uh, is means more ease and more flow and more okayness. 
that makes things a lot easier. And, and notice what doesn't come in are BS stories about what it all means, you know, or mm -hmm. where did I go wrong yeah. or what should I have done differently? Or, you know, what about me versus them? You know, all that stuff. It just, there's no purpose well, to it all. Yeah, go ahead. It, yeah, depletes our energy resources, right? So if we know we're going to have struggle, we probably want to have a good amount of energy each day because we don't know when it's coming always, right? And so we, we do understand that more energy and, and is going to be helpful in some ways. Um, but if we are depleting it constantly with all of the made up stuff, we're not going to have as, as much strength to deal with the actual struggle that might be coming our way. Yep. So it's, it's sort of like really being able that clarity is so important, right? For discernment to be able to know, okay, where am I just wasting my energy resources? I know struggle will be here at some point. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I have to be afraid of it, but I probably want to be energized enough for it. Right. Right. And so what things help with that? And that's when conversations about things like getting enough sleep, you know, uh, movement every day. What are you putting into your body <laughs> as far as, as food and drink and all those things, all those things fit together to equip ourselves to be better able to work with those things when they happen. I don't even like to say work against or work through. It just feels like work with, you know, because mm -hmm. that is going to come. And so how, how are we best equipping ourselves for that reality? You know, and that's, so that's, what's interesting to me is that it, it doesn't take long before with these things, we start extending out to, okay, what am I doing to take care of myself in that sense? And in order mm -hmm. to do that and understand that we have to be connected to our bodies. Right. And, you know, I know we're running out of time, but those BS stories deplete you, right? So that's a care that's taking care of yourself also is starting to let those go. And even to be aware yep, of them when yep. they happen, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that was mm -hmm. that was great. Thanks, Tawny. And thanks to all of you, you for tuning in for this episode of Breaking Up With RBS. We will be back uh, next week with another episode to talk about even more because this is a never-ending conversation. Until then, I am JDK mm -hmm. Winfrey. And I'm Tawny Santabria. We will see you soon. Don't second guess. There's no point. Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm here.